All right, it's coming up 12 away from 5, and with me right now is Thomas Coglin, Senior Political Reporter at The Herald. Hi, Thomas. Afternoon, Heather. Right, so run us through. It sounds pretty damning, this review of the Ministry of Health uh, testing capacity, the PCR testing capacity. Run us through it. Yeah, look, it wasn't great. Um, you might remember earlier in the year um, when the Omicron outbreak took first started to take hold, uh, we were promised, you know, pretty impressive test capacity, uh, you know, tens of thousands of tests a day, and it became pretty clear that um, that the the testing capacity of the PCR tests, the the old fashioned uh, ones we were used to last year, uh, wasn't anywhere near like what the Ministry of Health uh, said it, it could deliver, what it, what it, what it promised it could deliver. Now, the, the reason behind that is that they used to pull these tests. You basically, you do ten tests at once. Once, if one was positive, then you'd, you know, do them all again so you found the positive test. Because there was so much COVID in the community, the whole thing broke down. And it basically meant that that the test capacity as it actually was was much lower. Um, the report into the Ministry of Health has found that, yes, they did overstate testing capacity. And, yes, they didn't communicate uh, properly enough that um, that the testing capacity was going to um, be quite severely limited as soon as there was a lot of COVID in the community. So, they, they, yes, it was, you know, we, we get a lot of reports in this place uh, and some of them are pretty damning and this was certainly one of those. Yeah, and given the, given the number of warnings that that had publicly from the likes of Terry Taylor saying, hey, what you're saying is actually incorrect, given the fact that that had happened and they ignored it and continued with their line, it would suggest that it was done deliberately, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made that this was a bit of a PR exercise. Um, yeah, it was pretty obvious at the time that, that we were not getting anywhere near like the, 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 the testing, the daily testing that we were promised. Um, and, and the ministry sort of stuck to that line. To their credit, they did commission this review, but that sort of kicked it into the long grass, right? We're on to yeah. rat testing now. It's all over. Uh, no one really cares. Um, but but does, I it, guess does, it, it does cause us to have some concern about their integrity when they tell us that everything is fine in the future, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think I think you know to their credit, they do do these reviews. But I think at the time, yeah. you've just got to fess up and say that look, um, we thought this was the testing capacity when there was no COVID in the community. When there's a lot of COVID in the community, it turns out the testing testing capacity is a hell of a lot lower. Um, yeah, be upfront about it. Uh, yeah. I, I goodness knows why they didn't, <laughs> didn't do that at the time, but here we are. Yeah, I, I think we can all hazard a guess at why, probably, Thomas. Um, yes. So we've had the Samoan <laughs> Prime Minister here <laughs> meeting with our Prime Minister, also Nanaya Mahuta and James Shaw, yeah? Yes, yeah, big big day. Um, actually, the, the Samoan Prime Minister's here all uh, all week um, for a number of events. She's, she's got a pretty packed itinerary. Uh, obviously, there's there's this sort of security issue, um, uh, security issue with China finding its way into the Pacific. Uh, our defence forces said the worst thing that could happen defence-wise is a foreign power with different values to us. You know, read between the lines. That's China mm. uh, setting up a military base in the Pacific. So, so the New Zealand government's on the charm offensive of trying to make sure that um, that we've got good relationships with those Pacific countries. Uh, and so, yes, we've we've got this big visit um, where we need to sort of show off. It is um, obviously, you know, you you uh, we've all covered this um, a bit. And Anaya Mahuta hasn't really travelled the Pacific as much as her um, her Australian counterpart uh, Penny Wong, um, so I think it's um, it's a wee bit embarrassing that we've got this visit happening, um, you know, in our direction rather than us sort of um, making the first the first step into the Pacific. Yeah, that's a fair point from you. And and is Penny Wong headed our way as well? Yes, she is. Uh, actually, it's on th- on Thursday. So um so she's got a packed a packed um packed itinerary on Thursday. She's going to come and um and and do a few things around Wellington, meet with Nanaya Mahuta. So yes, it, that's, that'll be a big event for us as well. What is Thomas? What's going on here? Can Nanaya not travel? I, you know, it has been reported that Nanaya Mahuta is a bit of a homebod, which which does make you wonder why she was appointed to that role in the first place. Obviously, it wasn't much of an issue in 2020 and 2021 when you couldn't travel, but certainly right now, um, it is, you know, 
you, you've got to travel. I mean, Foreign Minister Winston Peters was always on a plane. Um, as of previous, I mean, Murray McCulley. Murray McCulley. Uh, you know? Yeah, you could never get a hold of Murray McCulley. It was annoying. He was always overseas and there was all this other stuff happening and you wanted him back home. We need to OIA their air points and see who has, who's done the most travel uh, in a, in a, a year. Idea. Good Thank on you, you, Thomas. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thomas Coughlin, Senior Political Reporter at The Herald.